gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. The superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the hall of justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Hall of Justice. This is episode 191. Uh, thank you so much to Wizard World for last week's podcast. That was a lot of fun. And uh, we appreciate all the subscribers. Our numbers uh, actually have gone up over the quarantine. I know Kevin Smith helped that, but let's well, be honest. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, yeah, we got to look, look, he might've thrown the ball, but we got to carry it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I understood. I understood. Uh, and, and we have, we have that. Um, I want to just start off this, this episode with a disclaimer. And if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, I don't really feel the need to have to defend myself. Uh, but I want to say it. Um, I, as a white Caucasian male want to say, Black Lives Matter. I have believed it, I have said it, and I stand by it. I don't want to say that I have to defend that for any purpose other than for any African American person that is listening to this podcast. I want you to count me as an ally. And the word ally is something that has been brought up to me, and it's, I never knew the value of it until the death of George Floyd. Because when George Floyd died, it is one thing to support black people. It's another thing to be an ally. And I want to count myself as an ally. I own this podcast. This is my responsibility. And we talk superheroes and Star Wars and things like that. But I wanted to have a precursor to start this episode with that because the connotation has to be known that if you are listening out there and you are a subscriber or this is the first time you've ever heard this godforsaken show, please know that Black Lives Matter. With that, I welcome in my friend Victor Dandridge. Uh, Victor and I did not have this plan uh, for this episode way in advance. Uh, this was kind of one of those weeks where I was going to see where things went. We have a lot of guests in the hopper. And can I plug next week's guest? Always, always. Honey, I feel the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. eggs. Perry Gilpin is going to join us. Nice, nice. Perry Gilpin is is going to join us next week. Uh, This week, um, I had this idea uh, for an episode. And if you look at the title, you'll understand. I think there is a side story to everything I just stated that is not getting talked about and is very, very strange and very off-putting, and that has to do with animation. And Victor, over the course of the five years that we've been doing this show, I would say animation is the thing that we always come back to. Yes. My favorite favorite guests are the voice actors, Mm -hmm. um, 
I my favorite reviews are reviews of animated films. We do the live action films, and live action and animation are very very different. And I first got tipped to this story when Jenny Slate, who I happen to adore, I think Jenny Slate is hysterical. Mm-hmm. I think she's fun. I don't understand what she was doing in the Venom movie, but <laughs> I I had, I like her, and I would just want. I just saw her. Um, uh, stand up special on Netflix about a month ago. Right. And I, and I think she's hysterical. She voices a character on the Nick Kroll animated show Big Mouth with John Mulaney, mm-hmm. where they are little teenager kids going through puberty. That's the whole concept of the show. And Nick, played by Nick Kroll, talks to the ghosts of Duke Ellington and Prince. Obviously, why you like the show. This is not highbrow humor here. Right, (laughs) right. And Jenny Slate plays a young girl who has um, either like a like a a a, a, a palate expander or Mm -hmm. or braces, and she has this massive lisp. And if you've ever heard Jenny Slate do a lisp, she does a perfect lisp. But the girl happens to be African American, and I don't care. I don't that's that, that that's just somebody putting ink to paper or to digital, you know, now now right. it's on a on a device. And Jenny Slate announced that she was going to not do the voice uh anymore of this young girl. Uh because if it's a black actor, it should be if it's a black character, it should be a black actor. And I went, What? How how does that work? Missy, that's the girl's name on the show. Missy, uh, Missy Foreman Greenwald, a nerdy girl who's very kind, and she is hysterical. And through seasons one through four, voiced by Jenny Slate, um, now she's not going to be anymore. And I just was like, what, what, what? And before I get your reaction to Jenny Slate, let's get, not ignore the big elephant in the room, and that is Mike Henry. Uh, Mike Henry is one of the creators of Family Guy. And is not only the voice of Cleveland Brown, he is also the guy who created the character. He created this character. And I would guess that before last week, I would say more than half of anybody who knew about Family Guy did not even know that Mike Henry wasn't black. Totally true. Right? Totally, totally true. And he announced on Twitter, uh, you know, he did it on all kinds of social media. He announced that... Uh, because of what has gone on in the country and how the things ha- things need to change, uh, he is officially going to not voice Cleveland Brown anymore. He says, it's been an honor to play Cleveland on Family Guy for 20 years. I love this character, but persons of color should play characters of color. Therefore, I will be stepping down from the role. I hate this. I hate this. Yeah. I read this and I hate it. It's the opposite of the equality that we're fighting. Yes. Oh, I hate it. Yes. Particularly when it comes to something that is, that is voice-based. I mean, because when you start getting into that concept, you start tiptoeing, not even tiptoeing, you're, you're running headlong into the notion of uh, black media versus white media. Um, How does that go when it comes to music? Does that mean that you can't have a black uh, heavy metal hair band? Does that mean that you can't have white rappers? What exactly are you are you actively trying to separate here on this very fictionalized presentation? Like, that's the thing. They're not real people. 
And as long as you're not, we'll say, doing stereotypical jokes, which is more about the writer's room than the actors, what exactly is the problem? What was the problem? And Mike Henry, who has um, 22,000 followers, which, yeah, I mean, the guy's been voicing Family Guy for 20 years. I I actually expect it to be higher. I would think that would be higher. uh, Correct. And Mike Henry is not a person. I knew he was white because I saw an interview once. I saw some random, and I think it was when the Cleveland show came out. And I saw something on like Access Hollywood or some one of those goofball shows. Right. And I saw Mike Henry, and I didn't think twice. About, I never, it never dawned on me because I don't think of, I don't think of what color the actor is. I think of the voice. I didn't know what uh, Kevin Michael Richardson that he was. He was African American. Right. I didn't know that Joker was Mark Hamill in the beginning. Right. No, I didn't know right away. It was just Joker. It was the Joker. Right. Uh, I have not known who the actors were. And we talk about this all the time on the show. Now there's been a change in animation where it's all celebrity based. Mm-hmm. And I want I want voice actors to do voice work. Yes. Roger Craig Smith and Carrie Walgren and Diedrich. Well, Diedrich Bader's in live action stuff. They're all in live action. I mean, sure, but. He's he's got a, a wide range of amazing voice acting pieces, and the killer of it is is that if it was the other if the shoe was on the other foot, I would ask that would anybody say that a black person could voice a white character? And that's where my biggest problem comes at play. What happens when somebody wants uh, Idris Elba to voice Batman? Th- this is now not allowed. Like that, and that's really the problem here is that it closes doors that don't need to be closed. Um, even to the point where, uh, again, if the timber is there, if if the, I mean, li- I mean, literally, let's run down the list. Uh, Ed Asner as Granny Goodness can't do that. Not a woman. Uh, uh, Nancy, well, I, uh, my favorite, Nancy my favorite one, my favorite one is is uh, Phil Lamar. Yeah, we've loved and have been on this show is Samurai Jack. Right. Samurai Jack. He's not a he's not a Japanese guy. <laughs> so Jack. So that that declines the the option of doing that, but Phil Lamar was the best person for that voice. That's why he got the job. His talent, it had nothing to do with what he looked like because what he looked like was irrelevant. It's what you sound like. Again, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson is a woman. Are we going to play that game that far where now it's inappropriate for her to do that? That should be a, a young boy uh, who should who should get that opportunity to play that role because that's an opportunity that he's missing out. Like that's it's it's not it's not a good look. Noise, 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 smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers, pack her ass, my good man. Time to kick back, drink some beers and smoke some weed. We'll get back to the Hall of Justice in just a moment, but first, a message from my friends, wait, Jay and Silent Bob? I know we had Kevin Smith on the podcast recently, and a lot of you are listening. That also came to the podcast because of that. They have two games that I want to tell you about. They're card games, not digital games. We're not talking about something on a computer. You can play this with your friends. You can play this with your family while we wait out the quarantine. We have the Big Fat Card On Game. It's ideal for fans of card games, comics, superheroes, 
cringeworthy decisions and smack talk. There's three play modes. You can do price mode, pick mode, battle mode, and sold on Amazon. Anywhere you can find it. Customer reviews, currently 4.9 out of 5. And the content, yeah, it's Jay and Silent Bob, so you know it's totally inappropriate. Then they have the Smell My Finger game. You have to see this to believe it. Created by Jay and Silent Bob decades ago, now sharing their love to sniff and rip. There's 12 wearable fingers that are used in the game, and you compete with your friends, picking scents of your choice, placing them in the fingers, battling, earning points for smelling correctly. That, currently 4.8 out of 5 on Amazon. The scents you use for the game can be found in your own home or wherever you want to go to find funky smells. That's up to you. The party game that smells like fun. Smell My Finger and the Big Fat Cardon Game. Yes, there's a play on words. It's from Jay and Silent Bob. Who else? The people that I thought of, in addition to Phil Amar, I thought of Cree Summer. Cree Summer, who's been everything. Come on, man. I mean, she's an icon. Yes. Cree Summer, but she voiced Elmira in Tiny Toon. Exactly. I've had the biggest crush on her since. Since a different uh, world? Yes. Yes. 100%. She's amazing. Love her. And um, she did a song with Lenny Kravitz once, and mm-hmm. it's actually good. And because Lenny Kravitz married uh, Lisa Bonet, they since yep. separated. And um, Chris Summer like hangs with them, and God, the images that I have of the three of them just, I mean, just stoned out of their mind. That's all. Lisa Bonet, Chris Summer, and Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, I just want to uh, fly on the wall, please. Yeah, and I believe yeah. fly on the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Looking at Chris Summer's list, I mean, come on, you've got you've got uh, El- Elmira, you've got uh, Skeeter from the new Muppet Baby series. She plays Catwoman. Like, did they make Catwoman a black woman? No. No? Okay. 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 Elastigirl on Teen Titans Girl Go. That's her. Like, there's so many, there's so many people. Yeah. She plays Hippolyta in uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Also playing in the Wonder Woman universe, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson! Like, when you start to do this, you are eliminating classic, iconic, like, like, roles here. These are, these are roles that we've loved. Now, all of a sudden, Due to like a a very cosmetic sort of woke mentality, it doesn't change anything. Like it it changes nothing unless unless of course you were you know literally making fun of a culture, and at which point maybe leverage you know your your right. acting to say change the writer's room, change the writer's well, perspective. Hank Azaria should not do that guy a poo. Because it was a mockery. It was. It was. It was a mockery, and that was way before George Floyd. Right. So, so that that, that has nothing to do with it. And right. somebody said to me, they said, "Well, this was his choice," and I said, first of all, I don't think it was. I don't think this is his choice." That's fair. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know, Mike Henry. This is my guess. I think he was asked to do it, and they told him he could say that he was stepping down uh, because, out of respect for him and his accomplishments. And that was one of the arguments I got. But people say, well, you know, how can Mike Henry show support? You know how? He has 22,000 followers. Yep. Tweet, Black Lives Matter. And you know what? Have an episode where Cleveland gets Thank stopped you. by police. Thank you. Thank you. Put it at play. 
Show the people. This is about police brutality. Show the people. Colin Kaepernick did not take a knee and get blacklisted from the NFL so black people could voice cartoon characters. Right. It was not that. It was not that. It was not so that we could take Aunt Jemima off a syrup. It was not that. It's not that. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Ben and and uh and and from what I was told, famous Amos is actually a different story. And I didn't know this, and I can't believe I even know this. Famous Amos was a guy named Amos, uh, who literally made he came up with the recipe. Like these are his cookies. Right. And they are they honored him by calling him famous Amos. That's not Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben. Right. Uncle Ben was a stereotype. Yes. And and it was about black people working in fields. And they would made this rice and they and and that's derogatory. And if you want to right. change that name, I'm for it. You know, the Dixie Chicks want to change their name. Fine. Live action and real life has many implications. Totally and different. if you want to tell me that uh, Fisher Stevens can't play uh, the Indian guy in short circuit anymore. Agreed. Ag- agreed. He shouldn't do it anymore. I right. don't think he has to apologize. And he was on this podcast a month ago. He was. And he didn't apologize. He he said, I was offered a role. I did it. And there are Indian people that go up to him and say, you're my favorite Indian actor. Yeah. Because sometimes, and this, this goes into the notion of representation that we have to be very, very careful where when you get so specific about, I need to see all the specific demographics that represent me, you fail to see the humanity in other people. And that's one of the biggest problems with that particular mindset of I have to see just what I look like in order to feel validated. You can't do that. We have to be able to see human beings as people that are like us. That's the only way that we will find a a way to bridge gaps as opposed to constantly focusing on what our differences are. That's amazing. It, It is amazing. And how anybody could make the parallel to animation. Rosario yeah, Dawson was Wonder Woman. Right. In multiple films. Gloriously so. In she multiple was, films. Yeah, she was Wonder Woman. She's been Artemis. I have no complaints either, on either side of that. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it right. shouldn't matter. But if you're saying now that you have to do this only along color lines, that that's furthering segregation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, it's insane. It, it, it is absolutely insane. And I implore Mike Henry and I, I, I don't know Mike Henry, but, but I implore Mike Henry, please go back to family guy voice Cleveland Brown and nope. fall out of a bathtub again, please. Oh my gosh. But no, 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 no. Uh, but, but um, address police brutality because police brutality is what this is about. Right. What this is about is that so black people can walk down the street and if they get stopped by police for whatever reason, their life is not in danger. That is the goal. Like that is literally the the goal. That's the thing. That's what we're aiming for. Everything else, very superficial. Super superficial. The NBA announced that the the jerseys, the players can instead of the last their last name be on the back of their jerseys, they can have a phrase if they want. Any phrase they want. And they're okay. going to have the words "Black Lives Matter" emblazoned on the court All right. in their in their bubble in Orlando. That's nice, but when Kyrie Irving says maybe the players shouldn't play, so we can prof- profess our 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 need for social justice, I said, 
That's the opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah. No. Share share the platform. Go share the platform. Play basketball, the platform. And then say it every time. If yeah. you if you wanted to go on NBA TV every day and talk about this, you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we need more of it. And that's my criticism of Colin Kaepernick, where I got called a racist. I, I was on a show with Atan Thomas on this Twitch channel that I have, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. And, and we, I debated Colin Kaepernick. And his point is that Colin Kaepernick shouldn't have to explain his actions. And I said, we live in a society where media is how we consume things. And if he explains it, he gets his message across better. And there were a huge chunk of this country who supported Colin Kaepernick and they just thought he was kneeling because of Trump. Yeah, no, no. and that wasn't it. It was, but, it was police. And, and, and we talked about that, that yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, what ends up happening in that regard is the explanation um, has to be told as a story that you accept. And that's, that's course, the folly yeah. of, of humanity because he has said, what he was kneeling for and there were people that denied it there were people that that um said well no it's this other thing you know so even even the sense of explaining it doesn't always explain it because there's some people that just will flat out deny what you say but as long as you said you know you said what you needed to say and you stand true by that you've done your part you know you don't have to keep explaining it i'll definitely co-sign that I said what I said. I meant what I said. This is why right. I said it. As long as that's the place, who else can argue? And then, and then when uh, when uh, Craig Melvin, who I think is pretty good, he says, "Hey, can you come on the Today Show and uh, can we do a segment on it?" You say, "Yes." What time would you like me on, sir? Can we do it on Great. Zoom? Let's do this. <laughs> that's Let's all it is. It up. That's all Let's it is. It and it is so wrong. Um, that Mike Henry and I, I started with Jenny Slate because Jenny did Jenny Slate influence Mike Henry? I mean, possibly. You figure that space somehow, some sort of way that that was a thing. Um, yeah, let's. I mean, let's say that you know maybe there was some hints or or you know notion that here was this this black character voiced by this white guy, um, and somebody was like, ooh. You know, if she's stepping down, you know, they're going to look at you and think blah, 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 blah. But nobody's ever asked that. No. Like 20 years. I didn't I didn't know. I had no idea. That's amazing. You know, and, and to a big degree, still don't care. Cool. Cleveland right. is, is now a black character that's on TV. Right. Who cares? You know, if we go that deep, are we going to take out James Earl Jones's voice from Darth Vader? And Darth Vader. Darth like, Vader. Is that what we're going to do? Because are we, are we really gonna do that? Because Anakin was uh was white. Yeah, and we know this. And then I, uh, you know, uh, when I was on rants this whole week, like I was, I I've, I've been beside myself. How about all the vo- the actors who voice the Joker? And how about all the voices Dude. who who are who voice Dark Side? Dark Side's gray, so it's a it's a it's I guess a gray they, area. Yeah, yeah, it's a gray area. You can get away with that one, but with Joker. Kevin Michael Richardson, voice the Joker in the Batman series. Should he not have done that? I mean, like, I he, even... like, where do you go? Where do you go? That was a great, that was a great portrayal. Why would you take that out? Why would this you change is, any of that? It's absurd. 
And then, so, so if it's a character that has a non white or black character or like if it's a non-human, so anybody could voice Starfire, I guess. What, what, what the hell does that mean? Sign me up. Sign me up. I'll do it. I'll do it. So dumb. But yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's, that's the thing. When you, when you do this in a world of, of animation where literally anything can be anything, when you start to separate on those lines, you are damning yourself to this weird bubble of, of, of uh, segregation. And it's unnecessary, you know, even like even to the point where you have to recognize that in terms of of even live action things that are animated, there's still room. Bradley Cooper is not a raccoon. I'm totally fine with him playing Rocket. Just like I'm <laughs> totally fine with Vin Diesel voicing Groot. He's not a tree, but it's okay. Because they're animated characters. It's fine. We'll be back with more of the Hall of Justice. But first, I have to tell you about another podcast I do. And yeah, we talk about it from time to time. But anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes, I love the Hall of Justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat? So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show. They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish Geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests. You'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there. And impressions is part of what makes animation great. So I reached out to uh, Cree Summer, and I did it through uh, mutual friends, and I never heard back. Um, that's okay, because we still love her. Uh, I did hear back from Phil Lamar, okay. and I invited him into this conversation. And this is what he wrote. Like most parts of the conversation about race in America... This is far more complex than most people care to admit, which is probably why it's being misunderstood by so many. Because of that, I'm not really eager to insert myself into this. Also, I have absolutely no time. And he was cool about it. He wrote, I mean, he was like, thanks he's for a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Well, and that's the funny thing is, is uh, animation um, is full throttle. So yeah. while productions are all stopping, voice actors- Their show can still go on. 
uh, Colette Sunderman, who's been on this uh, podcast, she's a voice director, and I didn't reach out to her because she's swamped. She's right. doing eight thousand shows. She's on uh, the new uh, the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe, right? And I think, by the way, half of Eternia has been on this podcast. Yeah, I think that's actually true. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. How many people have been on this podcast? You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear. You'll watch the new Masters of the Universe show, uh, Revelation, whenever it comes out. I can't wait. And when it comes out, you'll say that guy's been on. That guy's been on. That yep. guy's been on. That guy's been on. That guy. I think we we've actually earned uh, to be some like background Eternians. Uh, they should just put us in there, kind of like Jay and Silent Bob. We're just in the background somewhere. And it was so funny because when I got a uh, a PR email about Perry Gilpin. I will tell you where my brain worked. My brain went. This is how much I love animation. I w- this is my plan for Perry Gilpin. I'm going to introduce her. Right. I'm going to welcome her to the show. And then I'm going to say, before we get to, she's in this new show called The Old Man. And she's actually nominated for an Emmy. Awesome. That's how, that's how we're getting her. And so we're going to talk about it. And The, the, the Old Man is, um, it's on YouTube. And... Supposedly it's six episodes. So I'm going to watch it in like a day. That's, that's, that's my plan. I'll watch it of course. Before, before I have Perry on. But I'm going to be like, can we just ignore the big elephant in the room and talk about the crowning moment of your career and what everybody knows you as? Volcana from the Superman animated series. <laughs> Shame on you for that. And I'm, I'll do it. And I'll, you know me. I'll do it. Of course you will. And I of can't wait. And I can't wait. And she came back in Justice League to voice Volcana. She did. She did. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. And that's where my brain went. That's the hilarious. The minute I saw the email. And I loved Frasier. I watched Frasier all the time. I saw all the episodes of Frasier. Frasier was a great show. And... Perry Gilpin was amazing. She's probably one of the best. She she could be the best character in it. Oh, easily, easily. Right. I mean, Martin Crane is pretty good. Uh, I mean, pretty good. He's great. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's outstanding. Kelsey Grammer would be amazing on this podcast. Could you imagine Kelsey Grammer on this podcast? Uh, I think he would take over the podcast, and you would be. Uh, would be amazing. You'd be out of a job. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god! To just ask him about the X Men stuff. Oh my. Oh god. man. Oh man. Oh. I, would, I would actually like that quite a bit. Could you imagine? Anyway, so I appreciate Phil Lamar, and he has been on the show before, but he was in the show uh, in the very, 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 very beginning. Right. Um, this is when, this is pre-Zack Snyder. This is before we had anybody heard this interview, but it's on iTunes, and I checked before we uh, started recording. Uh, Phil Lamar uh, is episode 21. Nice. Man, he was super early. This is episode 191. Wow. Wow. 170s. Jeez. And we had him on because a mutual friend of ours, Susan Eisenberg, from she was Wonder Woman. Love you, Justice Susan. Show, and she said that the best person uh, from the Justice League cast, the best, the, the, the person you have to have on first is Philomar. Love it. And we did this whole thing. And it turns out he's a massive sports fan. Which is amazing. And he was great. And we didn't know anything about the show. I didn't know anything about. You know what? Actually, you saying that, I think the only person from Justice League that we have not worked with is Carl Lumby. Correct. Now, uh, Michael Rosenbaum has not been on the podcast yet. But 
uh, he was going to be this week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and I've done a panel with him too. So. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, we've done panels with him, but I don't yeah. think I don't think that he has been on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Some of your panels. Hold yeah, on. I was going to say. I think you might have. Yes, episode one twenty five. Yeah, yeah. The cast of Smallville from Wizard That's World, right. Cleveland. That was you. Yes. So. Crazy. Uh, Kevin Conroy's been on four times. Yes, he has. Uh, so Batman, Carl Lumley, that's it. Yeah, oh, and Maria yeah. Canals, we never had on. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Okay, we got to fix that. Yeah, but we had George New- Newburn on, and we haven't had Tim Daly. Right. We had George Newburn. George Newburn was great. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. I mean, it's it's just incredible. We've had John Glover, uh, who was the Riddler. Yes. In, uh, no, he was a no. You don't just stop at the Riddler. Like he's been well, he's, a DC staple. He's 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 Papa Luther, right? And Papa Savannah. That's right. And yeah. we had uh, we have we've had uh, some of the X Men, all the Canadian guys, uh, yep. you know, Cal Dodd and 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 Lenore Zahn, and um, I just I'm telling you, animation is so fascinating because yes. you don't know anything about where these folks are from yeah and and to a degree again it doesn't matter it's up there with with singing the notion of race playing into what is a vocal thing should never be the case like it is who can perform the best that is the that is the goal that is the ideal um you know when aretha franklin sang opera that that the only thing that was amazing about it was it was Aretha. And nobody knew that she could do opera. The fact that she's a black woman should not have have factored into any any part of that circumstance, any part of the conversation. It was irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm dumbfounded by this whole thing, and I just I I want the message to be on point, and it's to me the message is. It's about police. And, yes. you know, if you want to go there, it's not F the police. No, no. no because it's do right are, by us. Do right by us and make the police accountable. Right. It's, it's, it, we need police. And they cut a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department and people are outraged. And it's, it's, it's bananas. It's, it's absolutely bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're on. We're all on the same page here. Why do we have to be fractured about everything? It's the way of it, man. It's the way. Like, you know, as people think struggle creates progress, sometimes people create unnecessary struggle to see it. We just had uh, Nelson Lee, who is a- Asian-American. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, Dragon King in the new uh, Stargirl series, mm-hmm. and um, which is great, by the way. And- I do adore it. And Nelson Lee, you know, he he's talked about all the different roles that he's had, and you barely see his face, right? But it's live action. Live action's different. Yep. yep. Live action is different. Live action, it should be on point. A white person should not play a black person, right? But a man can play a woman, and a woman can play a man easily. Because easily. again, it's all about the timbre, the tone. The voice. Can you pull that it? Do you have the chops? Can you do it? That's right. And no one said now. Okay, was I don't want to be a hypocrite here. Yes. Rosario Dawson was originally cast as Wonder Woman for her celebrity. Sure, but she but owned, she earned it. She owned it. 
you know, it, again, look at it like this. Ed Asner is Ed Asner. Always has been, always will be for my Lou lifetime. Grant. Lou Grant from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Right? When, when he was granny goodness, it was one of the best things possible because you've never heard granny goodness, but that's exactly what she sounds like. She is this gruff, rope, like gravelly voiced demigod. And who better than Ed to play her? It was perfect. Literally perfect. It, it created the right fear of the character because there was something about her that was just gruff. That was his voice. It was perfect. And he had the he had the wherewithal to not be upset about playing a, a female character. He was awesome. He was he was tremendous. Did you know it was my Ed Asner right away? Yes, because I recognized his voice. But that's what made it cool was, oh, I know exactly who that is. And again, it fits because yet, yet and again, how many times do you have celebrities play roles and you never stop seeing the celebrity? Even recognizing that that's who the, the voice actor is, that's still granny goodness. That's how good he is. Like, yeah. that's what it is. I, I can't say I've ever seen a Tom Cruise movie where it's not Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise playing said character same thing with brad pitt in a lot of ways but these voices 100 i'm just there I'm michael there. ironsides plays dark side oh, in the animated gosh. series and he's amazing great. but tony todd is fantastic as dark great. side great. in the in the apocalypse war it's great it makes no sense i'm sorry folks i'm sorry and again what's the similarity timber the the, the base tones of their voice because that's the gravitas that dark side should speak with that's characterization. It's got nothing to do with race. Can you emote that voice? That's what I need. It's incredible. It's incredible. And, you know, over the years in comics, they have changed the race of certain characters. I mean, mm -hmm. Mercy Graves has been white and black. Uh, Jimmy Olsen has been white with orange hair. Yep. Now he's black. Yep. Um, it's just, that's, I guess that's a sign of the times. You know, that that's... That's the evolution of, of things. But that's a writer's choice, and that's a creator's choice. No one's sure. saying Cleveland Brown didn't do all the things that he's done for 20 years. Right. He definitely has. How, and, 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 and Mike Henry has not left the show. He's still there. He's still a writer on the show. He still works there. He's going to go in the recording room and teach somebody else how to voice to Cleveland Brown? Come on. And then what happens if, if no one else can actually do it as well? Now we have a subpar Cleveland. What does that say about the representation of black characters on TV now? And I'll like end what, with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what does that do? So it's absurd. I wanted to end with, uh, with this note. You know, do you remember when we reviewed uh, Black Panther? Yes. And I had made the comment for Black Panther that I can love this movie, but I can't love this as much as a black person can because a black person is seeing a movie in which black people are not African-American, right? They are African royalty, right? And that's pretty amazing. And for especially, I would think young kids to be able to see someone that looks like them in such a regal role and such a heroic role it takes it to another level so that if I think Black Panther is a 9.5, Victor here thought it was 11. 
right? Very possible. Very possible. Right. And what did people say on Twitter after we posted that podcast? I had no idea Victor was black. They did. They did. Why? Because we don't do a video show. <laughs> and it's it's absolutely irrelevant to the the position, context. the cause, the voice, the context. It's irrelevant. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. It's, it's so interesting. When I was at Major League Baseball, every co-host I had, no, all but one co-host I had was African-American. Billy Sample, Brian McRae, and Daryl Hamilton. And wow. I remember in all those situations. And then there was one year I did a show with Victor Rojas. He's a minority, but he's not black. And I remember we'd have this conversation about the declining number of African-American baseball players. And that's always been something that I'm fascinated with because there's 18 reasons why young black kids aren't playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and each one of those guys would have a distinctly different response. And I used to tease Daryl, and I wish I had audio of this because I'm sure I did it on the show. Daryl Hamilton was one of the most eloquent speakers I ever knew. He had perfect diction, and his voice in my head, maybe it's because it's been five years, but his voice sounded like Barack Obama. Mm. Like when he wanted to make a point, he sounded like that. He, He could be very eloquent. Right. And then he would see a friend or an old teammate who's also African-American and they would go together. And all of a sudden he turns on the job. It's the brother, man. Hey, you doing? And and I would go and I was, this guy was my best friend in the world. And I would go, why does he bring that out of you? Like, why, how'd you flip that switch? Why did you become that guy? And I used to tease him about it all the time. And that's the only racial conversations I ever had. Ever. And really, that's not even a racial conversation. It's a cultural conversation. Right. Like, that's, that's, it's, it's not even race based, per, like, legitimately. It is cultural. And I've told the story about his funeral, how there was a private burial for just, you know, family and co- close friends in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Daryl Hamilton, God rest his soul. He uh, he was Southern Baptist. I am a Jewish kid from New Jersey. And I walked into that church, which was easily bit, built before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And that church was hot with these fans that were going on. <laughs> and the guy comes up on the, you know, the, the preacher. You know, I, I don't want to misspeak about any jobs because I don't know the religion. But the guy comes out and he starts saying something and he's like, can I get an amen? And everyone in the crowd, amen. And I was like, where am I? And I, <laughs> I felt like such a fish out of water. I, it was, it was, but like, I'm trying to think through my life. Like when has race ever been a thing? And I did a conversation with, um, uh, on our Twitch show, uh, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett, um, with Brad Doherty the former NBA player, the former Cleveland Cavalier. Uh, and Brad Doherty is the only African-American owner of a NASCAR team. Okay. And we did it after the Bubba Wallace incident. Right. And Brad Doherty said that when he was growing up in the South, he had all white friends and no one ever treated him any differently. And he didn't even know what race was outside of something he had studied in a book in school until he got to the NBA. 
and he was exposed to racism. And he couldn't believe it. And so the Confederate flag never bothered him growing up because he grew up at the track. And now it does. Right. But you had to be taught that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's interesting. And that's the kinds of conversations I like having. I like learning things I didn't know. I like saying that I was, I, I was ignorant of something. I, I, I've told you the greatest ignorant line is uh, my guys from Australia. I've told mm-hmm. you the story. But I don't know if I've told you on the podcast. So these two guys who host this amazing podcast on Prince is called, they're called the Peach and Black Podcast. And it's these four guys from Australia who are all musicians, but they're classically trained musicians. Okay. So they talk about what key Raspberry Berets in. Like that's mm. how they, they they're 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 intense and they're it's it's really cool because it's a different perspective. It's not oh he's so fine. Like I don't right. I don't need to hear a podcast that says that. I don't that's not interesting to me. And the Peach and Black guys, I got a chance to meet them when I worked with Prince. And two of them tell this story about Prince flew them to New York in 2010 for the announcement of the Welcome to America tour. And these two guys from Australia came to New York on Prince's, you know, Prince's invite. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they went out to dinner or no, they went out to a lounge, like a, like a, like a, like a, like an, a, a bar. And they went, it was Prince, the head of BET, Stephen Johnson, and my friend, Sean, and my friend, Rob, and these two white Australian guys. Now, the one caveat to the whole thing is that you need to know that when you go to school in Australia, you don't learn American history the way we learn American history. You learn Australian history. And there's a lot of stuff about Australian history that you and I don't know, and nobody listening to this podcast unless you're listening in Australia. And this story has to do with uh, the song, My Name is Prince. And there's a rap at the end of this. You know that song, My Name is Prince. Mm-hmm. And, I am funky. and at the end of it, there's a rap by the guy, the great Tony Mosley. Mm-hmm. Tony Mosley uh, says, I'm going to put my, <laughs> I'm going to put my foot in the, uh, I'll just play it. I'm going to pl- play it right yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Right. So he says that he, he says that that's what he says. He says, I'm going to put my foot in the ass of Jim Crow. And they start talking about civil rights, Prince and Steven Johnson. And they start talking about slavery and they have a deep conversation about race in America. This is in 2010. And one of the two, and I think it's Stephen Johnson, references Jim Crow. Really? Now, Victor, when you hear the name Jim Crow, it has a connotation for <laughs> yes, you. Yes, it correct? does. Yes, it does. Explain from your mind, because I don't want to I don't want to not do it justice. You don't want to you know a white man explain it? <laughs> no, I I, I, I I you explain it. You, you All right, is, so if I say Jim Crow, what what yeah. what comes to mind? Jim Crow is a system series of laws that were created post the Civil War um, that were meant to hold down black people like as a whole, uh, keep everything segregated and make things truly punishable crimes that would be um, ridiculous in today's society. Like if I use the same water fountain as Seth, I could go to jail. And in the process of going to jail, maybe I make it there. Maybe I don't like that's what Jim Crow is. 
Okay. Or so was. Let me say it like that. Was. Yeah. Was. <laughs> right. Was. And Stephen Johnson references Jim Crow in a similar way that you just said. And my friend Sean, just in an Australian accent, says, Jim Crow, that's the guy Tony M putting his foot in his ass. <laughs> and those guys aren't racist. They're not. Context, they're, they're, man. Context. They didn't know. They didn't know. And yeah. the only thing they know about Jim Crow is, is my name is Prince. Oh, my God. And they're not wrong. And they're not wrong. Steven Johnson bust out laughing, and Prince gave him, like, a side eye. Like, what in the world? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, and that's that's hilarious. I love that story. I love that story. I love that story because why he said it, what he did, who he was with, and what what the connotation was. And you can have that that story about Jim Crow and come out laughing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And that's that's important to have some things that you can laugh about. That's important, um, especially when you can recognize that a person's point of view is not malicious, but just where they know this term from. Him not being from the States, he has no reason to know what Jim Crow actually is. I'm sure there were some some crazy laws or or statutes in Australia that I have no knowledge of whatsoever because I'm not, I'm not there. I've never visited the the area. I don't know anything about the culture, lots of stuff. So that's okay. You can laugh about that. You can laugh about that. Right. And it, and it's a good thing. It's a, it's a positive thing. And uh, I, I, I just think we can have positivity. And I love when people find out that Rosario Dawson was Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, I and I don't want it to be in this context, right? And I, I just hope and and Jenny Slate too, I ho- and and Kristen Bell, who is Elsa on Frozen, uh, mm-hmm. but she also uh, there was a biracial character that she was voicing, and she's not going to do it anymore. Wow! And I'm just like, what? Wow! Let it go. Sorry. Yeah. Too yeah. Soon? Too soon? No, no, no. That was dead on. That was dead on. That was dead on. Frozen. That was dead on. Yeah. No, no. I was with you. I was with you. One hundred percent. Let it go. <laughs> By the way, have you watched the uh, the making of the Mandalorian? Uh, no, no, I have not, because that's that's something I want to take time and really sit down and enjoy. It's really deep. It's it's yeah. pretty good. But my wife was watching uh, the making of Frozen Two. That's another documentary that they've released on Disney Plus. Okay. And she was watching this, and I came in, and the composer of Let It Go was reading some of the mail that he got um, from people, not just kids, people. There was one person who their father was killed and the mother was unemployed and they were going to lose their house and she wanted to commit suicide Ooh. and let it go inspired her to, to fight wow. on. And like, you hear this deep stuff and I'm like, this content can have real value. 100%, man. I like 100%. that stuff. I like and I like and that's you know when we talked about creating this podcast we want to take it seriously but we're not digging ditches here this is not we're not figuring out world peace I mean you don't, you don't know I think that's the point is you don't know that you're not doing that right and that's I that's, that's, but that's why I love this stuff and that's why I love I I just I, I dig these things I I dig right. superheroes and I dig animation and uh I, I, even uh even harley quinn yeah and i i just watched a, an episode of 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 harley quinn 
because I'm a completist <laughs> <laughs> and I can't not. But uh, they had Maya Rudolph played a purple person. Right. Fable. I mean, that's a, that's a real villain. Fable. Yes. Yes. That, I mean, that goes into it too. Like now a black actress cannot play Harley Quinn. Right. Which is ridiculous. Right. Like, why not? But anybody not? can play Clayface. Which is crazy because Kevin Michael Richardson definitely did. But, I mean, again, in that same vein of what we were just saying, how you don't know that your work could be the thing that saves somebody's life. This is why it is important for voice actors to not separate themselves on the basis of what they physically look like from the character that they are portraying. Because they don't know that the work that they're doing could save someone's life. You don't know. So do it. You know, do the work. Let it live on the on the screen, and that's that's where it is. So, do you think there's a chance that Mike Henry, uh, re- like like Seth MacFarlane, reaches out to him and just says, "No, you you, you can't do it," or do you, would you rather Cleveland Brown leave Quahog and don't have him anymore? Um, I would rather I would rather have the sustained proper voice of Cleveland than any aspect that is not up to par. That is not to say that they can't find a black actor that can't do it, but the notion of having to find a black actor to mimic what this actor has done is way more scrutiny, way more, you know, conversation than probably is necessary to voice this particular comedic role. So I would rather him leave in that regard than have to, you know, subject fans to that and subject another actor to that scrutiny. Thanks for tuning in. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. This this sickens me. And you know, it's funny because in six months from now, we'll probably revisit this because who knows what's gonna happen. Right. We might still be in quarantine. Oh but, Lord. but I just I just hope from a lot of perspectives that uh, you understand the context in which we're, we want. We want equality and we want fairness and we want everybody to be fair. But we also want, at the same time, we want uh, animation to, to not have racial connota- connotation. Right. There shouldn't be nothing racial about voices. I agree. And, I don't care if you like a black singer or a white singer. I hated right. the black music charts. I hated that. What's black music? Hey, right. Stop. How about it's just music? It's just music. Music. If we're, if we're going to separate it, we can call it all R&B. We can call it rock and roll. We can call it by genre. Right. Let's not let's not racialize it. That's bad. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Victor, thank you as always. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Perry Gilpin. Tossing salad and some scrambled eggs. That sounded weird. Honey, I feel the blues are coming. Salad and, and scrambled, scrambled eggs. Kevin Smith did a podcast uh, called to- uh, uh, "Talk Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs." Yes, it was a Frasier review, and every week they did a different. They would do commentary tracks yes. for Frasier episodes, oh and I thought it was hysterical. It was. It's funnier than the than the show, and the show Great. is really funny. Harry Gilpin next week. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Hall of Justice. Oh my God, I love it. Hey, baby,